Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 259, recorded on December 19th, 2019. On tonight's episode, we're going to be discussing the Game Awards, all the lovely recaps from the Game Awards, and also Switch's year review for you. So, Jesse, it's been a long time, and I've been waiting to say this, but can you cue that sweet, sweet, sweet music? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 259 of Nintendo Dads. My name is Marty Essos, and no, you are not hearing things. That, indeed, is the sweet uh, European tones of one Gary Gray, who has been resurrected, shall we say, uh, and uh, is now back with us on the show. Gary, man, how are you? Simon Belmont, you will meet your doom. I have risen again from the darkest steps of the UK. Uh, oh, I'm good. It's Gracula. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. It's been busy. Really busy couple of months for me. I've had uni work and like getting up very, very early from the UK side to do the podcast is not a good idea when you're going to be at work all day and then doing assignments on the night. So, so I've had to take a little break, but uh, I'm back, baby. I don't know how long for, but I'm back for a little bit at least. You know, it's it's ironic that you are back, that you have risen on this night where many are seeing Rise of Skywalker for the first time. So it's like Rise of Greywalker. It is, it is, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't have a lightsaber, but I've got a pencil and notepad, so you guys are in trouble if you cross me. <laughs> All right, you're very, well, very... That Very is the most letter. British thing that I have ever heard you say on this show. I'm, I'm going to be real honest. Uh, uh, do you want something more British than that? If, you, if, you be, if you're if you a very n- nasty man to me, I'm not going to give you any any Battenberg with your cup of tea. You can go to bed early with a smack bottom. Wow. <laughs> See, I understand right. the last sentence. I didn't understand anything else. <laughs> no, I don't know what Battenberg and, and tea and I don't know. Jesse, you... You, you you got any translation over there for us? Uh, uh, no. Again, I, <laughs> I, I understood the spanking, but I didn't understand anything else. You would understand the spanking. Uh, and speaking of a man who uh, has no way to translate, Tim Off from Minnesota. How's it going? Hey, wait a minute. You went back to that again? Look, well, I got a hat that says Detroit now, so you can't. Oh, do that. okay. I, is that what that says? It looks like a bunch of dots. I thought it was a gear shift. It is. It says Detroit and the gear. Shift. Ah, I see it now. <laughs> I see it now. Tim off from Detroit. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be on, of course, and especially because Gary's on. He hasn't been on in a while, and you too, Marty. Yeah. I haven't been on with you yet since you've been away for a while. I, so I know it's it's uh, look. It tis the season of many absences <laughs> apparently all right gary yes. reminded me before the show that he had not even been on he's the last time he was on was october that's been a while prior to the release of luigi's mansion so uh you know it's been crazy there's there's stuff that we're going through stuff that we're having to deal with but hey we're here tonight and we are going to discuss last week's game awards and we're also going to talk about our quest to name our Nintendo Dads Game of the Year with the help of our patrons with some data that Tim has started together, as well as a couple little other news items and things. So let's dive right into it, shall we? 
And our news is brought to us by the good folks over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. In other words, that's you. You patrons. You uh, make all these shenanigans possible. And, uh, you know, for just a few dollars extra a month, we can keep Gary resurrected from the grave and uh, have <laughs> come back on the show more. Uh, no, no, that's no. No, anyway, uh, I just I'm stalling for time while I load up Patreon, uh, Patreon.com here, so that because we've got new uh, patrons to shout out on this week's show. Uh, but anyway, Tim, why don't you talk to us just a little bit about the uh, about the Discord uh, server over there and the community that we're building with Nintendo Dads over there? Yes. Yeah, so on uh, Discord, uh, our our community is how we, how we like to call it it's we built up since a few years ago moving away from line some of you might remember that line chat uh and we kind of outgrew that and had to move over to um i i would like to say that we were one of the pioneering groups to kind of go over to discord you know a few years ago so uh we went over there and started creating some um some categories for people to fall under and start chatting under and we can talk about certain topics like movies like i'm sure some of you will be starting to talk about um and some games and um and specific systems like uh, not just the switch but some of the classic systems or even the you know the 3ds you know even though it might be kind of dead we're still some of us are still breaking it out so we talk about it and then uh, even breaking out some games, especially when we start hitting our back catalog, we can start going back through some of the conversations we had before on it or for those people who are catching up. And then we also have our monthly mayhem that we keep tracking there, too. So lots of stuff going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. So, yeah, tons of uh, tons of stuff you can get into over on the Discord, uh, including that monthly mayhem contest where we give away uh, eShop credit every month and we... Uh, interact over there. I mean, there's even parenting talk and all kinds of other stuff uh, going on over there. And so we're super excited about uh, the Discord. And you can get into that for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, and so for a dollar a month, you can get into the Discord. You can get into the chat. All that stuff. $5 a month gets you full access to the Discord. $10 a month gets you pre and post show audio. Uh, and then $30 a month, you become a Patreon producer. And you get to come on the show and by the way, for those of you who are Patreon producers, we're going to be contacting you very soon near the end of this year to set up your time to be on the show in 2020, early 2020, uh, so that we can do that more. Uh, and so we want you there. And if you guys are part of that or want to be part of any of the show there, hey, look, it's just a dollar a month, right? Uh, $5 a month, that, that would even be like what? Not even like getting a Starbucks one time, right? No, I need to quit. I need to quit drinking so much Starbucks. It's, it's getting a little, it's getting a little out of hand. Yes. So it could be yeah, so, it, instead of that fast food meal that you might get, you know, the cheap fast food meal, you can, you know, do $5. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> uh, and so here's, here's the fun thing. Like I thought that I was going to shout out some new, uh, patrons here, and uh, I'm not because Patreon is being uncooperative at the moment. Uh, and so we're just not going to do that. But if you're a new patron, 
Thanks so much for being a part of that. And if you're a patron and you're not part of the Discord, we'll uh, you can message if we Mr. Uh, yeah, you can mis- message Mr. Tim off there, and he will show you how to get in. And uh, now we just lost Marty. <laughs> All right. So he was saying that if uh, if once you're a patron, if you have a hard time getting into Discord, yeah, message Tim, and uh, he can help with that. So. While Marty's working his way back, let's uh, let's uh, start talking about the last week's game awards. Well, I can say this though, because I know we just welcomed uh, someone by the name of So Hermione <laughs> in our in our group at Discord group. So I think that's where Marty was trying to get that person's okay. name. Oh, so we can call them out, but we did welcome them to the community. So at least. Looks like at least one new person came in. Yeah, that, that, that probably explains why that Marty's Discord wasn't working. His internet was like, "No, <laughs> you're doing it." No, no, no. Hi, Marty. Well, Welcome back. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So there's a little red button down there at the bottom of the Skype window. And it's the hang up button. Don't touch that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, was, I was professional over here, guys. Uh, be professional about it. Don't don't hit the hang up button like I did. Uh, I was so excited about Patreon that I was just hanging up everything. I don't know. Uh, Well, let's jump into our news and let's talk about uh, the Game Awards 2019. This happened last week. We actually did a live reaction over on our YouTube channel that you can go watch. First of all, uh, that live reaction is about four hours long. And if you don't want to go and sit three, four hours of me going, oh, my gosh, every time a Magic the Gathering commercial comes on. Uh, then I don't blame you. Uh, but on the other hand, we can talk about, I guess, kind of the fallout of this. Um, maybe even some Nintendo stuff here that, that we saw that maybe piqued our interest or anything like that. And so before we get into that, I wanted to mention that, uh, you know, when I woke up the next morning, I woke up 40 Friday morning with our, with that video, Blocked in 80, 80% of the world, including the United States, with uh, multiple video and audio content ID claims. So I spent the next like four days trying to clean it, you know, cut pieces or mute pieces to clean it up. I think the one that was actually blocking videos turned into a from a blocking to a revenue sharing because then. Because, of course, this wouldn't just affect us. It would have affected probably 200,000 other videos. Yeah. So I'm sure that was... And processing of the video edits were took were long. Because, again, 200,000 other videos trying to get edited at the same time. It took 13 hours to mute 10 seconds of a four-hour video. But we finally got it uh, up and running, viewable, and uh, with no content ID claims on it. There you go. Good work. And we appreciate that hard and long work for you uh, and, uh, on that video. Riot Cat uh, also in the chat that is time. asking if my son was also on the live stream, and he was. So it was Mark, yes. myself, and my, my son, Matthew. I really enjoyed being on there with him and getting to talk. Uh, had never really got to hang out with him before, so that was really cool. He's, um, he's, he's still waiting on his uh, Smash uh, game with Roger. Okay. <laughs> All right. Got to hey, let's we got to make that happen. Um, also, uh, during that that whole video game award, I guess uh, claiming rights debacle, 
I noticed that we also got smacked for that bouncy Bob game. Yeah, it was by. And I was like, well, I guess since you've sold the game for a penny, you need to make your revenue somewhere, right? Right. So we, yeah, I actually did a dispute on that one. And fourth. Uh, and won. Did we win? Yes. I, I didn't see the email. So, okay, he must. Uh, the email, I well, believe the email actually, said that it was. All right. Well, I think the claim it. goes to the the one who the the composer in the first place so he approved it as opposed to someone on youtube right. so okay yeah. I didn't hear, i'm glad that happened well and speaking of being glad that happened let's uh, talk about a few of these uh video game awards uh a couple of things i just want to i don't want to go through this point by point but just a couple of things i think that are important for us to hit Number one, the big game announcement for Nintendo Switch uh, was Bravely Default 2, which is coming from Square Enix, presumably sometime in 2020. Uh, this is, of course, the third sequel uh, in the or, or the second sequel in the Bravely Default series. It's the third game, but it's Bravely Default 2. Don't ask why. Yeah, it's confused. Yeah. We'll find. It's maybe we'll find totally. out. I think, totally Xenoblade Chronicles in on this, aren't they? Well, I think Bravely Second is a direct sequel to the original game, so I don't. This may be a completely different story in the same universe. I don't know. We'll find right. out. That that would probably be more likely. Also announced. It's like Final uh, Fantasy was, 10, 10 2 versus Final Fantasy Thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, ten and ten two. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, uh, the Black Order DLC pack two was announced. This is the uh, long-awaited and rumored X Men pack with Iceman, Cable, Gambit, and somebody else. I'm forgetting, uh, but it <laughs> also adds in some uh, new modes to the game, different things like that. I believe they also revealed uh, what pack three would be during that time as well. Um, they didn't show it off, but they did like announce the name of it, I guess, in the, in the, the video for this, uh, rise of the Phoenix. That's what it's called. Phoenix Gambit, Iceman and Cable. Uh, and so that is coming on December 23rd. So by the time you hear this, it will actually be, uh, out on Monday. Uh, so I guess maybe you can play that at Christmas with your with the people who are still playing I mean like are y'all playing this game I never did you it. ever play it I think it's in my backlog <laughs> I, I think Justin played it I don't know if anyone else did yeah I played it with him when he was doing some streams too so Played it at that time, and then when and then Fire Emblem came out, and just started playing that, and then other games started coming out. So it's it's there. I do want to complete it. I do want to get through the story and stuff, and I do want to. My kids love playing it with me too, so we just haven't been playing it. Yeah, we like. I kind of felt that way too. Like about like it's a really good game, but like other stuff came out, and it kind of just superseded that, and I never really finished it. So uh, the 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 final DLC pack will be the Fantastic Four uh, set that's coming out, and uh, that is supposed to show up by July thirtieth, twenty twenty. So they've got a long release window wow. uh, for that, uh, and you can buy all three of these for twenty bucks. So if you want 
it's looking like um, 12 more characters and new modes and different things like that. Of course, the first one that came out was Curse of the Vampire, and that had uh, Blade, Moon Knight, Morbius, and Punisher. So, you you know, those are already in there. Now these another four characters are coming in. Uh, and hopefully, you know, uh, we'll see some other modes added with the with the, with the fantastic four. Uh, but Tim, let, let's throw it over here to you. You, did you watch the game awards? I was with you. Oh, no, I wasn't. I was watching. I was yeah. on the chat. That's right. He was, he was on the chat I, and joined us. And then the I came show. on after. Yeah. So, yeah. So what, what did you think overall about the show? Um, what, what were your highlights? Maybe even Nintendo highlights. And, uh, what, like, let's do this. Uh, out of the on a standard grading scale A B C D F, what would you give the Game Awards in your opinion? Uh, so as a fan of games, I would give it an A. As a fan of Nintendo, I would give it a C. <laughs> so, okay. but. Uh, overall, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a, I thought it was an A. It would, it did what I expected it to do. You know, it gave awards for all these different things and then, you know, showed off some world premieres, which I look forward to as, you know, someone who likes games from all the different, um, consoles. Uh, I like to see what's coming out because there, you never know. Some, some might make their way over to the Switch. Um, some may not, but, you know, I've always been at least a two council uh, home, so it was it was good to see a lot of those things. Anything that stuck out to you that that you just really these, these were highlights of the show for you? Uh, besides Marty's tiny head that I wrote down here during sometimes during the show, <laughs> whenever you <laughs> set back, it just cracked me up. <laughs> uh, but definitely a Ghost of uh, Tsushima for PS4. Um, was I, I kind of been watching that one, especially since it's from Sucker Punch, the people who made one of my all time favorite games, Infamous and Infamous 2 and uh, Second Son. I love this Infamous game, so um, but especially those first two. And I, I've been really keeping my eye on this one and, and, and that video, the last video they've had, even though there's no gameplay, I did see a little bit of it. I think PS. Uh, PlayStation had some a little bit of gameplay that they showed off, but I'm excited for that one. Um, I wrote down also Naraka Blade Point uh, that comes out in 2020. Looks pretty cool. I like the kind of play style that has. Kind of looks like a um, a hack and slash type thing. And there was oh no, no I was thinking of the playstation direct that they did i was thinking of that one so but no those were the two things i think that stuck out the most to me other than some oh sorry weird west that was the other one too oh yeah and that one was not announced for any system uh it was just shown but i think with the art style shown I, that that one can definitely be a switch title yeah in it, fact it, i almost ex I, I wouldn't say expect it but i do Right, I mean it. It does look too graphically intensive. It's like a, a high res West of Loathing. Yeah, <laughs> without all the humor. All right. Well, you never know. 
Yeah, I, I'm, and speaking of backlogs and West of Loving, that's another game I've got to finish. Uh, hopefully <laughs> sometime soon on Switch. Uh, okay, so Gary, did you uh, watch Game Awards? I didn't watch them live. I ended up watching a recap in the end, uh, which I always feel is the best way to watch these is the edited versions afterwards. Um, I think it's easy to forget sometimes that these are actually award shows and not reveals like they're not they're not e3 and i think right. uh i think the conversation going in was people making it seem like it was going to be the the e3 the smash reveal the new game the maybe look at zelda and it, it uh, it's not going to be like that it's an award ceremony right um for me it was a good award ceremony it did exactly what it said on the tin uh and then a few surprises uh personal highlight of mine was the untitled beaker game um which was the Muppets. <laughs> yes um, awesome. it's really funny because my daughter's favorite Muppet is Beaker from last from like two weeks ago when we started watching all the Muppet films and she plays on title goose game so when she saw that clip of a face was just was just amazing she was just like beaming with light and really enjoyed it but she she keeps loading up goose game now saying Beaker's going to be on this soon I'm like no he's not I'm so <laughs> sorry he's not going to be he is I've seen it <laughs> you're, you're gonna have to crush those dreams here i know, very soon. I know. but that that was a, that was i mean i saw people moaning about that how can you moan about that like seriously the more pits are the greatest that was like the best part of the show yeah and okay, reggie reggie, reggie's speech oh, right. was like it was was one of the best speeches in game in in a very long time i think yes. i think he he hit it home he he hit it across the board as well it wasn't aimed at nintendo it was the entirety of the game market. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the games that won the awards, personally, I think were, were definitely, definitely, like, uh, standouts in their field. And uh, all, all in all, it was a good show. Yeah, I agree with you, Gary. A lot of those things that I was hoping for and even kind of saw winning did win, it seemed like. So it was pretty good. So, so what kind of... Uh letter grade we give this gary uh, i'd say I'd, I'd honestly give it an a because i mean as an award ceremony it was a really good award ceremony and then there was reveals on top of that um that's that's my thinking of it. it it is just an award ceremony i mean i remember watching games master and the golden joystick awards uh back when they used to be shown in the 90s and they were literally just an award ceremony and they gave someone like a an old like joystick off one of the old systems just spray painted gold um, they're a step up from that now, and uh, yeah, I mean, now, you, now that, you get you get churches in Green Day. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's a it's a sign that uh, video games has evolved into much more than um, than than it used to be in the nineties. Yeah, to to speak to your point though about like it not being an E three, um, like I get that, and I and I last week, you know, I. I said, don't expect Smash DLC 5 or Breath of the Wild at this. I don't think Nintendo is going to give that away at, at this. I mean, last year for them to do DLC 1 for for Smash Brothers was a huge, huge moment. Um, but like, Especially I, since I, that I was that, launch day of the game. I believe. Yeah. Uh, that was about a week or two later. It was close. Yeah. The Smash, Smash launched on December the 7th, which was a Friday. 
And the DLC trailer was like the next week. It was like thirteenth or whenever. I don't know. It was the sixth. It was. It was. It that. was. Yeah. It was. Oh well. So when the game awards so, ended, the, the game was out. So. <laughs> okay. So they 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 launched they launched the game with the announcement of the first DLC character. Uh, so that was a pretty big deal. But then you look at news like that broke this week that you know they're still hiring staff for the developer that's helping with Breath of the Wild 2, which is Monolith. They're still hiring people to to help with that game. So to expect a, a show of that probably was not a, a good guess. But you're right. People come into this, and it's very clearly the game awards, not the game reveals. Right? I mean, we get all of this stuff simply because... It's it has gained popularity over the years. People are watching now. People do take it seriously now. Uh, I mean, obviously Microsoft felt that way enough to invest time to reveal the new console at the Game Awards, which was a pretty bold move. I mean, they didn't tell you much, but you know it's coming now. You know what it looks like, mm-hmm. which is even more than PS5's given us. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, to, I mean, to, yes, the, the PS5 supposed dev kits that look like a starship i mean are they even real so to coincide with this uh jeff keely actually tweeted out saying what why people were moaning at him about reveals and he said um he basically said that there wasn't uh one more thing at the game awards because he likes to actually end the game awards on the game of the year which is you know the highlight award, and I completely agree. I think I think what that's the perfect end to to the game awards is the game of the year. I mean, we see this with the I know, I know it's a different sort of thing, but we see this with like uh, like X Factor and stuff, right? It always ends in a big glittery moment with the winner singing on stage, and you know it's a big thing for those things. So the game awards should right. be the same. It should end on the game of the well, year. And and that if, should be the and big. And if they focus. don't. They're they're taking away from the purpose of the broadcast even yeah. happening in the first place. Yeah. Right? So I mean, I mean, this is turning to a tangent, but basically, it, as an awards show, it was really good, and I think I think that's that's no, exactly I mean, that's, filled its purpose. That's good. No, we need we need to hear that perspective, uh, Jesse. You and I both sat through it, uh, the whole thing, commercials and everything. Um, now that you've had some time to sit with it, what do you think? What about Highlights for you, and and what kind of grade would you give the the presentation? Well, the, I just I disagree with how that you know in terms of an award show it was an A. I think it was a lousy award show. It's never been a good award show. You know, even they half asked the award segments of their own award show, and and it seems to be getting worse every year. Like there was two of them. You know, there was only a, very, a handful on stage. Most of them are announced on the sideline. And a few of them were just soft announced. Oh, this, you know, congratulations on winning, blah, blah, blah. They also win this. That was it. And like, if you didn't, weren't listening, you missed it. And I, I've, and I've been, do, I've done recap articles for VG Tribune since the start and I've missed multiple times. And I've always had to go back and listen to it to figure out what I missed. So, and that's, that's not getting better. It's, it's, you know, using the wolf and sheep's, sheep's clothing analogy. It's a marketing event in an award show with award show clothing. So as a marketing event, I think it's doing good. 
which is unfortunately why we saw so many Magic the Gatherings, considering it's one card game that has the highest revenue. They've got money to spend on to advertise their new expansions. Uh, but, and that the whole thing about the Fast and Furious at the end, you know, someone said that they probably paid for a quarter of the whole show, and I don't doubt that, even though the, that game looked like garbage. See, this is the thing as well, because I watched the recap. Mine and Jesse's views are going to really be different if you watch the whole thing, because I'm only seeing basically the highlights here, right? So what you're seeing as you're going through is a completely different perspective. So where I gave it an A, I gave it an A on a recap video. (laughs) Jesse, Jesse I have watched every TGA since day one, you know, the five or six years as it's been going on. So, (laughs) And I'll throw this in here too, Gary, as somebody who did sit through the whole thing. Uh, if you're going to make it four hours long, then all of those awards had time to be on stage mm-hmm. for as long as it takes to show a few clips, say a few names and get somebody up on stage. A lot of those awards that were pushed to the side, um, like here's, here's one I didn't understand. They gave the, they gave away the award on stage for best sound direction but then they put in the oh, and also winning an award, blah blah blah, for best soundtrack. Yeah, and I'm like that should have probably been swapped, in my opinion. You know, I mean, highlight the actual music in the game, not the person who, not that the person who who directs it does doesn't deserve anything, but you know, what's more memorable there, right? I mean, what are more people going to remember? Uh, I think that you could do it. Excuse me. I think you could do it uh, in half the time and still have premieres and do all the awards if they would just get rid of all of the junk. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm a video game fan, been a video game fan for a long time. I do not need a performance from Green Day to convince me that video games are cool. That had nothing to do with anything video game related other than Jeff Keighley thinks Green Day is cool. Well, uh, well, this this, this uh, is the thing you see. This is why these award shows are better when you're watching like a high Content ID. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I get that, you know, like, here's the thing. If, I, if, I, if it's a video game award show and they're going to do a musical number, then it needs to be a performance of music from a game by a live orchestra. They do that. And they they've do done that in the well. past. It's fantastic, but I don't need like big name artists. I don't need you to come out and say, Hey, I've seen the trailer fast and furious. I don't need all that. Just do the show. Yeah. Like the, the they do that a little bit. They did it relatively quickly the, the last week with the, the se- select sound tra- uh, tracks from the nominees for game of the year. In past years, they've done that, but they've kind of spaced them out a little more throughout the show instead of just yeah. Here's here's three and a half minutes of music for seven sh- for six games, and then right, you know, they, they gave them more and, time in the past. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I felt like last year's presentation, uh, remembering what I do about it about the 2018 game awards, it it just flowed better. It just felt like I don't know. It felt like it was. A little, and a little more respect was paid to that to those soundtracks. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so they they 
part I, I did like the best was the Beaker and Bunsen uh, skit, though it, it was kind of, for that being the people to introduce games for Impact, left the mixed message. Uh, so I, I, should, could, I wish they would have used them in a better way. Yeah. And, uh, like, and we, like, why did they not, why did they not have in, uh, Reggie do his whole speech about the impact of games? I get it was about indie games, but I mean, you know, here's, he's talking about the impact of games and how they can make you feel and what they can make, evoke and all this stuff. And it would have lined up directly with that, but then you had the Muppets introduce games for impact. And another game that I I somehow missed when I did the show notes, but uh, uh, goddamn superhero! No, no, no more heroes. Three was uh, had another showing, and that is correct. Yeah, that was amusing. Once it all finally resolved, because what they showed before they told us what it was, it made no sense. And then when they finally and they actually had the that fake title in there. And then when it said No More Heroes 3, I'm like, okay, now the nonsense makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and apparently there's more to it. Uh, if you know more of the uh, No More Heroes lore, like uh, like Donnie does from PSVG, uh, he was all excited about seeing that because he saw he, he could see a lot more Easter eggs in that video than any of us probably would. Gotcha. Unless you were and I, and a pseudo admit, fan, I'm not like I don't know anything about that series of games other than the dude uses a modified lightsaber. <laughs> Gary, and did you notice anything? Save, save points or toilets. That's. I've got to be completely honest. I'd never played an Elmore Heroes game until Travis Strikes Again, and Travis Strikes Again was enough to put me off the entire series. Well, <laughs> uh, it, the... it, was, it was very far from my game of the year. <laughs> yeah. I haven't played any of them, but I'm just understanding that the first two were better than yeah. The that was a, what we got was not game. a representative. It was not representative of those first two. Yes, right. so if you don't mind, uh, we waggle controls. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't mind we waggle controls, right? <laughs> uh, so, so from, see, uh, just overall, I mean, what what A B C? What you thinking? I, I'm. It sounds harsh, but I'm thinking more like a D. You know, of the big announcements. Sure, there were great announcements, but nothing I care about. Right? You know, not gonna not gonna run out and buy a Series X. Not a launch. You know, again, you know, I, yeah, I've never not. owned I've never owned an Xbox before. Not saying that I'll never own one, but it needs a damn good exclusive for me to want to invest in it. Yeah, and and let's talk about that for a minute. So the first game that right shown now. Off- I've had a PS3 and PS4 near launch for both generations. At this point, I have no plans of buying a PS5. Not until I see something I want to play. Yeah. So the first game that was shown off for Xbox Series X was Hellblade 2, uh, the sequel to Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, right? In an extremely creepy weird commercial where we really did not see any gameplay footage whatsoever. Um, also, contrary to that, I, we had a game announced for PS5. Am I right on that? Which was yes. God 
God something. I I didn't I don't have it in this notes. Mythology. But yes. That did happen. But I don't remember the name Godfall. of the game. Godfall. Godfall was the That's name it. of it. Uh, now I remember. Uh, so these are the first two games announced for your brand new systems. Use the Game Awards to announce pretty much all of it. Um, I just like... Eh, I don't know. It's always awkward At the risk when there's of a new generation. Like a huge Nintendo fanboy, which... I mean, I do like other systems too. I promise, but like, is that enough? Like, I'm I'm not played Hellblade, so I don't know. Is that enough, like, the, the, to convince me to like be super excited about this already? I mean, you got to think back. It, it's one of those awkward things, really. And every system launch, and when it's building up to it, they'll announce a few things. Like when the Switch, when the Switch was coming out, right? We heard the what Dragon Quest and something else was announced, and the Switch really didn't look like it had a library when it was coming out. It looked like it was going to be worse than the Wii U at one point. And and this is really early for the Xbox Series X and PS5. It's very, sure. very early. So the, the reveals are going to come next year. Yeah, and it's I'm sure E3 is going to be flooded with nothing but the next-gen games. It's always awkward when it comes to a new console coming up and a console release because the first couple of games don't even look like they're that much different. And this happens every single time a new console's out and you always get that... Well, the games don't look any different, but they're the first games. They're not optimized. They're not, you know, that comes eventually later on. It's only really been uh, some of the Nintendo games that have really, like, made use of their new hardware. But by that, we're already generations behind in terms of graphical power. So that's probably not as tough as it is for the other guys. And... um it, it, we have the same story every once in a while. But there is something uh, interesting that's happening over here. I don't know if it's happening for you guys over there, but if you buy an Xbox One where X or S or S Digital at the minute, you can do it on a, a subscription service. And that includes Game Pass and Internet and all that. But when the Series X releases, you can actually take that console back and upgrade to the next one as a part of that payment plan. So uh, I guess they I, are doing it here. I think they're going to be some interesting things with next gen and maybe you won't have to shell out 500, 600 pound or whatever it is for the next gen. Maybe you could just pay per month, in which case I would actually get it day one for that reason. Because I, I will say that's a really good deal. I mean, like, like or a cell really phone. bundle. That's how you buy cell phones. So yeah. That's, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Well, everything's like what I mean, like we, we joke around sometimes about other things like everything's a subscription service now, right? You got Netflix, Disney plus, Amazon Prime, Xbox. And uh, excuse me for not really talking about Nintendo for this section, but uh, uh, but the, honestly, the greatest thing that's happened to games in the past five years has been Xbox Game Pass. Uh, as a as a hardcore Nintendo fan, that is my honest opinion. Like Game Pass is is absolutely amazing, and I would love Nintendo to do something like that. Will it ever happen? No, yeah. I don't think it will. But it really is. I mean, Nintendo could even do an Indies Pass. Well, and that you would Look at our own community, and you've seen a lot of people already call out, you know, hey, it's on Game Pass. I don't need to buy it for the Switch. Oh, yeah, and, and so, I've, done, I've done that myself. I've got yeah. Hollow Knight, and, Dead Cells, you know. It's, a lot of the indie games have been on Apple Arcade, which I still haven't subbed to, but I'm getting close to wanting to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in, uh, we talked about last week, and most and Shantae, I want to play them on, a Switch, on the Switch. They're still stuck in Apple Arcade limbo, so I don't know when that's going to happen, and if it's going to happen. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. I got announced at one point, but makes you wonder something if something's going to give. What that something is, I don't know. You know, is it well, going to be an Xbox or X Cloud ago, on the Switch, or is it going to be another cloud service on the Switch? Yeah, and uh, and, and, and sorry, Kyra. Uh, no, like back a few years ago, you saying something's got to give. If you guys remember a few years ago, there was a, like one or two years where on on shelves were Skylanders, Disney Infinity, Amiibo, and Lego Dimensions mm-hmm. all at once. And out of all of those, what was the first to give, right? Well, it was Disney Infinity. Disney Infinity gave because that was that was not selling. It, I mean, that was beautiful. The game sucked, but the, the 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 toys were awesome. Then from there, it was Skylanders. Then it was Lego Dimensions, and now you can hardly find Amiibo anywhere, and they're they're barely producing them. It, and what I'm afraid of is that one of these links in this chain, so to speak, or one of these things, once it goes, other things will start to go with it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, 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 and I think that's a, that's a smart question to ask is like how many things can the normal person subscribe to be a part of blah, 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 blah. And, and to be honest, this is where I think Xbox has got it perfectly right. Um, because you are getting the console and the subscription service and the internet service all in one for a monthly payment. And I think that's, that's actually genius. That, that's a reason to keep that go to, to do that. You know, I mean, you're getting a hundred games straight off the bat on a new console, whether they're old games or not, it doesn't really matter. I mean, we buy ports on the Switch, right? And uh, it, it's an interesting way of looking and, at the and future because for virtual consoles. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's it's an interesting way of looking at it because does this mean that if Nintendo does another console, they're going to do the same? Because if if PlayStation, Xbox, both do it, Nintendo could actually be left in the dark again. Yeah. Yeah, especially well, with think, the X Cloud because you can use your mobile device. Yeah, and, uh, and to let's be able talk about X Cloud, so. right? Because I, I've been using X Cloud for the last couple of weeks. I got approved for the uh, the trial, and uh, it doesn't work very well. I'm not gonna lie, it doesn't work very well at all. Yeah. Uh, apparently, and some it people work well. who it is too, yeah. but it is beta, so you know. It but is a lot, beta. a lot of people are saying in England that it's not working for them, so maybe they haven't well, got a data they, center actually in England. That's, but. that's what I was gonna say. They may not have an EU data center yet. But yeah. but when it does work, oh my god, it's amazing! Mm-hmm. And I would love XCloud to come to Switch. I know that's a rumor; it's not going to happen. But that's that's a rumor that was happening for a while, right? right. And I think I think the streaming games is is gonna, also going to be the future. You're not going to need a console. I just don't think it's ready yet. I really don't think it's ready yet. No, Google Stadia is proving that right now that it's not ready. Ah, uh, yeah, but to be fair, that's Google. That's all on Google's marketing, and they they, they did a terrible, terrible job. They oh. they they managed to make a speaking of bad commercials years. during TGS. Oh, yeah, that was that was awful. Uh, let's let's wrap this up. I just I want to mention something here. I um there there was one moment in the Game Awards that I think kind of just was where. It kind of jumped the shark for me, and that was where we've had all these game premieres and we've had all these game awards, but then we take five or six minutes to allow a world premiere of a magic card. And I was like, this I is didn't stupid. See this. I well, didn't see this. they, they cut it out of the highlight. recap because yeah. it was moronic. It yeah, was right. stupid. Like, you are literally taking time away 
from game devs and, and, you know, creators and things to allow the Magic the Gathering team simply because they back dump truck of money up to your house. Well, that Jeff, card was also for the Magic uh, get the Gathering Arena, too. So not just right, the but card itself. But they didn't but, make that clear at the beginning. That, that, that came well, that whole with, campaign wasn't clear, yes. Right. That, and, not and until the end. It was, it was, to me, it was super tone deaf. And, like, I, I, I kind of thought that, like, you know, I do. I love board games and I love card games and I love video. Like I just love gaming in general. Uh, I would not want somebody to come and make a announcement of a brand new board game or a new game uh, board game in a line of board games that I like at the Game Awards. It's the same thing as like Facebook games. Like when they when they spend time advertising Facebook games on the Game Awards, I'm just like. Guys, so see, I didn't take it that way. I didn't take it that way. I would say the Facebook games thing's a little bit different, right? And I know that uh, uh, I can't remember who it was, but they got a bit of flack for saying like you're a gamer at heart, even if it's on Facebook or or mobile gaming. And I actually do believe that is true. I think that if you're playing games to some capacity, you might not be a gamer as the as the term suggests, but you do play games. So I think that Facebook games at the Game Awards is is completely fine uh, I, I do uh, and it's uh but it is weird that these these things as jesse said that they're, they're marketing right you don't yeah. give awards out just to give awards out you give awards out for marketing and for profits and for whatever it may be you don't just do it out of the yeah. kindness of your heart and yeah. it's unfortunate that this is how they earn money it, it all works wraps into what is what audience are you expecting to tune in mm-hmm. in this case it isn't the facebook gamers just just yeah. like just like last year's BlizzCon, when they announced a mobile game, everyone had a conniption because the people who go to BlizzCon are PC gamers. Yeah, and and, and like that's what I mean. It, it, I I see it from all all angles. Like, yeah, the Facebook games they are a game, and if they had an award ceremony there for mobile games, as in Facebook games and stuff like that, then that so be. It. But you're right. Yeah, I mean, it, people aren't going to tune in for yeah, that. It, but it, it could it's, be it's, a, you know, give it a category. That's fine, but. They're not your tired audience in the show like this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when watching the, the awards, I I wrote down a lot of notes. So, because I knew I'd be talking about it with you guys, right? So, I wrote down all the things that I liked about it. For the past few minutes, several minutes, you guys have been killing it. <laughs> you guys have been <laughs> complaining about it. So, I mean, I know we started off saying, you know, what grade do you want to get? What did you like? Come on, there's got to be something good that you got out of this, right? There should be something. No, what I did you like about I, it? That, that's fair. That's fair. I did. I, I did like. I love that they brought back Reggie. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, I thought a lot of the world premiere games looked really good, uh, even though they were on other systems. Like I definitely thought that the uh, like I am legitimately. Uh, I legitimately had my interest peaked uh, about the Xbox Series X. Uh, like, seriously, I want to see yeah. what it can do, uh, mainly because um, I feel like PS4 or PlayStation has kind of lost the plot here near the end of this this generation cycle as far as what gamers want and what you know they're looking for. Uh, and what they we killed it last year, but this year was 
Yeah, I mean, like, they, the whole crossplay thing has kind of put a horrible taste in my mouth. Kind of like the whole um, Xbox One reveal put a bad taste in my mouth for Xbox. Um, I think that, like, I'm not really, I really don't, like, I did feel that Nintendo's presence was lackluster. I would have liked to have seen more, uh, but I think that the awards they won, like Gary said, were were very, very right, I guess is a way of saying, like, Player's Voice winner, Fire Emblem Heroes, that's huge, or Fire Emblem Three Houses is huge, considering uh, that, you know, a couple of gener- cycles ago, that this was a game franchise on the verge of bankruptcy, right? Or, or being phased out. Yeah, I think they said if Awakening didn't sell well, they were that we're gonna pretty much kill that franchise. And yeah, it it was the best Fire Emblem game sold at the time, and then Three Houses I think beat that, or if it didn't, it came close. Yeah, uh, I think I think finally it did. It did beat Awakening. Um, it did, but, yeah. Uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate winning best fighting game was, was great. Uh, I do feel like it was. Uh, I don't. I knew that Death Stranding would probably not win Game of the Year because of Keeley being in Death Stranding, uh, even though the, a panel votes on it, right? But I, I like we talked about on the live stream. It's not about who votes on it; it's about how it looks and about how you know it. It would look from that perspective of of having it win, but I still can't wrap my head around uh, Sekiro. Getting game of the year, I I thought that should have gone to Smash, um, but but other than that, I mean, it was oh, and what was her name? What's the what's the girl's name from E three that they brought out to give the award? Uh, I don't Ikumi? remember her. I don't remember her name. I just called her a Kawaii girl because yeah, she's, she's she cute. was amazing. <laughs> she was amazing, and Beaker and Bunsen were amazing. So there, there's all the good stuff. <laughs> she is just so energetic. Well, and then don't forget Luigi's Mansion Three got Family Game. Uh, yeah, awards, yeah, so and that, that was, was pretty cool. Yeah. Do you got? Let's talk about that for just a minute. That was an entirely Nintendo-dominated category. <laughs> it was the Nintendo uh, Award. Which which Nintendo game is going to get the award? I saw some tweets uh, around the time that that award was given about how way to buy way to buy the Game Awards, Nintendo, blah blah blah. Um, now, how about get your act together, other consoles? Right. Not everything so, needs to be a pew pew or a sport game. Or do I- <laughs> the, 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 yeah. the thing I wanted to ask you guys was, what what games do you from other consoles do you feel like could have been nominated in that category? I mean, let, let's let's face it, right? The, the family games is always going to be quiet this year because Fortnite's dominated kids, right? They're playing they're playing Fortnite. They're playing Minecraft. Minecraft is the most viewed. Um, game on YouTube this year, where even though everybody thought Fortnite was the hot game this year, Minecraft still won, and it won by a lot. And I think that that's just—I think that that's just a sign. Like, there's not going to be that many family games because the the kids aren't interested. They're playing Fortnite, so I think Nintendo is the only company still focusing on family because of that. Everybody knows that it's a wasted, wasted attack at the minute. If you, if you're going to try and aim a, a game at like twelve year olds, <laughs> tough luck. They're playing, they're playing Fortnite. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it, it's an awkward category in itself because a lot of people took it as like families playing one game together, which yeah, it, it kind of is, but it's also just family friendly game, right? 
Yeah, Ring, like Ring Fit Adventure, I wouldn't consider a multiplayer exactly. game. While exactly, multiple yeah. people can play it, just not at the same time. And, and a lot of I, I actually I actually saw a lot of people moaning about Ring Fit being in this on Twitter because of that. And I don't know if you guys saw, but I actually deleted my Twitter for like a week or so just to get away from some of the negativity on there because it was getting out of hand. Like people were really terrible about the Game Awards. And then we had an election here, which were, people were even worse about. And um, yeah, the they game happened would, to us on Facebook here. The, the, <laughs> game, the game Awards was the actual thing that started the ball rolling with for me yeah. deleting Twitter for a while. And uh, and that was one of the things was like sourness about who got um, sort of in in as a nomination and i think that the family award couldn't really go to much else and i think and that's not not taken away from luigi mansion because luigi mansion completely deserved to win that award right i mean even on multiplayer it's fantastic but the single player is like the most it's basically an, a, an illumination studios film which is good because they're making the mario film as a game it's the mm-hmm. most animated the, the Mario Kingdom has ever been. It's the most voice acted, uh, apart from maybe WarioWare Gold, that the uh, Mushroom Kingdom has ever seen. And it's it, it's just full of so, so much charm. It's it's almost like Mr. Bean goes to a scary house, isn't it, right? <laughs> like it's that, it's that sort of silent humor sort of... And uh, I, I, I totally think he deserved the award. And I think a lot of the Nintendo games up there... Uh, do that and and again we're some some of us are multiple console owners right i've got pc i've got xbox and i've got switch um there's not a single game i would give the controller to for erica to play on the xbox that released this year if she plays anything on the xbox it's now untitled goose game which is this year but it is on switch first or super lucky's tale so all the games i would say the family play in this house they all are on switch yep and that's a good one. That yeah, you I guess that super lucky's tale. It would have been a good one to put put on there. I guess that, like, you know, you don't want that category to get pigeonholed as the Nintendo category. But if other companies are not supporting family gaming or or whatever you want to call it, then that's what it becomes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like I, I get the question a lot on the other podcasts I do, you know, about student ministry and video games about what consoles are best for, for large groups. And I continually <clears throat> recommend the switch uh, simply because, you know, when you've got a large group of people in a room and you're wanting to play, um, you know, a, a game that which, which console out there has games that capture the most players that can play at once. It's a switch. You've got, you know, all these games like um, Mario Kart can play four, Astro Duel Deluxe can play six, Smash can play eight. Uh, why would you want to have you Jackbox know Jackbox can play all of them? Jack, yeah, Jackbox can play everybody. <laughs> um, and there's all these games like Overcooked and Stretchers and um, the Lovers in the Dangerous Space Time and things. There are multiple people, and it's easy to break those Joy Cons off and play uh, together. And I think that is the essence of family gaming. I think couch co-op, everybody's in a room together playing. That's the essence of family gaming. And so maybe even if they want to try renaming that category, uh, you know, going forward or repurposing that category going forward, I think that might be something to look at. Um, not that I don't think Nintendo should have the the sweep of it, just that it gives it some variety, right? Yep. 
So just a quick question before we carry on, because I've been out of the podcast loop and stuff. Did you guys do the game, uh, your game of the year uh, at the minute? Did you already do that? It's funny that you mention that, because right now uh, we are running a contest to determine our game of the year with the help of our patrons. And so, Tim, why don't you explain that? Sure. And actually, it's not just the patrons that get to do this. We actually opened it up on Twitter and Facebook as well. So anybody who follows us there can go to those areas and click on the link to to vote. Um, It's basically just a Google form. Very simple, you know, just thrown together type of thing uh, based off the um, the tracking sheet that Jesse actually uses throughout the year. to, I use that to put in, you know, the things that was we tracked through since from December of last year up to November through this year. Uh, and basically it's tracking uh, per month what games were released per month. And actually it's not just games, but basically it could be DLC. We're also asking for people to vote on or an, uh, an event that happened that we were tracking. Uh, and I think even, I think the um, switch light was on one in there, one of the, the places there. So, um, but basically starting yeah, also, with December. Tw- yeah. I, I track hardware releases on that sheet too. Yeah. So. so on December, 2018, that's when we started that month. So kind of following the season from December 18th, January, 2019th and February, 2019th. You got those three months that's going to cover the uh, winter, starting with the winter season. And then it goes into March, April, May, which will be your spring season. And we people are voting for each of those months what their, what their top game is or top Nintendo thing, I'll just say. Then you got June, July, August, which is our summer season. And then your September, October, November, which is the fall season. Each of those months, everybody could vote for what uh, they wanted to vote for. And I closed the results as of tonight, actually, so that we can do the next round uh, after we talk about this round, which is everybody voted for each month. The winner for each month will be put up against each other for those seasons. So the winner of the the season will then be our next topic for the, the next show, either the next show or the one in January. So, for example, for December 2018th, the the clear winner at 80% of the votes was Super Smash, Smash Bros. Yeah. If so, I didn't win, I'd, the, the, the whole, the whole <laughs> forum is just garbage. <laughs> and now for a word from our sponsor. Do you like magic? Do you like cards? I'm sorry. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then this uh, for January's vote... Uh, the for more than half the votes we got new super mario bros u deluxe uh with which um i guess the next biggest one was zelda 2 actually the adventure of link a lot of people voted 23.3 percent of the votes were for the zelda 2 release on the nes online which is interesting right so like i said it could be it's not it was not just like say new releases. It included the online releases and indie releases. So whatever we the crowds who were taking the votes were into, they voted for those things. And then February to end out the winter season was the biggest vote was Wargroove with forty six point seven percent. And then uh, 
with 23.3%, the next biggest one in that month was Final Fantasy IX. So people voted for that one too. So it was very interesting to see those results. And that that is to give you an idea of those three months. That's the winter season to begin with. And so when I put out the next uh, poll, it'll be putting those three games, those three winners up against each other to see who's going to win the winter season. And then once we get each season, once we're done with that vote, we'll we'll talk amongst these things uh, that people voted on and and have a discussion of each of the winners of those seasons. And then we could pick what we think out of those four seasons is our game of the year. And then we put the vote out to see if the um, listeners agree. So that's how we've been working it. And that's how it's going to work going forward. Yeah, that's really cool. And uh, thanks for getting that together, by the way. Sure. Uh, you and Jesse working together on that's been awesome. Uh, well, I'm excited him. to see. I just, I just been doing the legwork, collecting the data all year round. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but you, you were working on it ahead of time. You just didn't know it. Right. Uh, so would you like me to start going through the rest of the uh, seasons? Yeah. Go ahead, man. I, the March through uh, March through November. Let us have it. All right. So we got March 2019. Uh, this is starting the spring season with 56.7% of the votes was Yoshi's Crafted wor- World. Um, and then uh, April 2019 with 50% of the votes was Cuphead. Wow. Um, As it should be. <laughs> and then May to end out the spring uh, was, and this one was pretty split up pretty not evenly, but pretty close with the biggest one at 36% being Castlevania events anniversary collection. That's what got the May votes. (laughs) Everything else got split up. So between like resident evil four and team Sonic racing, that was a weird month. If, if I'm thinking back to that, that there was like no really big release that month. Except for that. Apparently that Castlevania, <laughs> everybody voted for that one. So, and then going into the summer, this is where we started picking up on those games, right? The game releases, especially around uh, E3. The biggest uh, vote there, but not the biggest vote through the whole entire poll. Uh, I think it came in second, but for June, Super Mario Maker 2 won for, with 60% of the votes. Mm. The next biggest one at 30%. Was Candace or uh, yeah, Candace of Hyrule? So, but June uh, had Super Mario Maker too. Cadence, sorry, yes. Yeah, I was uh, wondering who Candace was. <laughs> Cadence, yes. Candace Cameron of Hyrule. <laughs> <laughs> then July, uh, we had forty-eight point one percent of the votes for Fire Emblem Three Houses, with a very close, or the next closest being thirty-seven percent for Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three. Oh, mm. It was a good. It looked like it was a good fight there, but uh, three houses won. And then August to end the summer with the biggest votes out of all of the poll was Astral Chain at seventy two percent for August. Wow, that's that's crazy. Everybody blew that one out of the water. They were for sure on that one, essentially. And then ending out our poll with the last season, the fall season, was September. We got 33.3% for Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Um, And then October 
with uh, actually this would be the second biggest was Luigi's Mansion three was sixty three point three percent of the votes, and then November, which had very close votes because we split off. We didn't count Pokemon Shield and Pokemon Sword together. We counted them separately so people could vote on them separately. But together, they were the biggest votes for Pokemon Shield and Sword. But Pokemon Shield won with 16.7%, with Pokemon Mm. Shield being next at 13.3. Or excuse me, Shield was 16.7, Sword was 13.3. So, and then those together is about, you know, 29%. 30 percent there um of the votes for a pokemon overall and then there was a tie with 13.3 percent um for that month between the super smash bros ultimate dlc fighter 4 terry bogard mario and sonic at the olympics and the tourist you know what i find interesting about that data there uh tim is that out of all the top games you can go back and, and look at your list and correct me if I'm wrong here. There is only one game that is not a Nintendo first-party published game. Is that correct? Let's see. Wargroove? Oh, no, there's two. Cuphead. So Wargroove War and Cuphead. And Castlevania being, Adventure Collection. Well, yeah, and Castlevania. It just it's it's interesting to me yes. that those are the that those are the three non-first party games and and i get that they kind of landed or launched during times when there weren't those big first party games but you know there's other opportunity uh honestly i thought the witcher 3 uh would probably be higher on the list than it was yeah i i couldn't i didn't think dragon quest builders 2 would win the category but i didn't think it would get trounced that bad <laughs> When did yeah. Witcher come out again? I, th- I think this is. I think that it goes to show. Witcher like, was um, uh, September. Okay. It goes. It goes to show what games are released at the right time as well, right? Because I mean, in, in those quieter periods, um, if Damon X Machina had released, then maybe it'd have got on the list at some point. But yeah. Damon X Machina got released in the middle of a sandwich of Fire Emblem of. Um, uh, Pokemon of Astral Chain of Zelda, and it was right in between all of those, and it didn't stand a fighting chance against them. I loved Damon X Machina; I thought it was a really good game, but it, it, there's no way it was going to win against those guys, right? Right. Yeah. Well, guys, that is uh, our Game Awards wrap up and our Game of the Year uh, introduction and beginning here. Tim, uh, can people still go vote in that poll? Or have we moved on to the next one? This poll is shut down. We're going to be starting up the uh, next, the seasonal, the seasons poll to vote for these ones that we found out the winners were uh, to find out which ones are going to win out the season. And okay. then, uh, so that and poll when, will be when will that, uh, when is that starting and when will it end? That will probably, that will probably start any time between Friday and Sunday when I can get that poll out. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then uh, it'll end the next time we want to start talking about it. So it could awesome. be the next show or it could be next year. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. And, and legitimately next year is not yes. that far away. Right. So we're not, we're not being hyperbolic there. It could be um, one week or two weeks, I guess, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> okay. 
Very good. And that will be posted all over our social channels. So if you're a, uh, if you're a Patreon subscriber, that will come out to you via email message or notification there on Patreon. It'll also be on Twitter. It'll, it'll be on Facebook group. We would love for you to vote and come and be a part of helping us figure out what the game of the year Nintendo Dad's game of the year is because we're going to put the Nintendo Dad seal of approval on that. And we don't just slap that seal on anything. <laughs> just like Nintendo. That's right. Well, I mean, we don't even know. That's, like, that's right. You know, you know why we don't slap it on anything? because we don't even know what the seal looks like yet. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we don't slap it on anything. We don't slap seals. We're all good dads. Yeah. (laughs) right uh with that guys i'm actually heading off a little bit early so uh merry christmas to all of you and our listeners uh it was great to be back on uh hopefully i'll be back on more next year um but uh yeah that's it that's gary out merry christmas gary Gary. merry christmas happy new year Always good to have Gary on. Uh, and with him uh, exiting the show for this episode, now is a good time to transition over and talk about the uh, Nintendo Switch year-end review that many of us got in our inbox this week. So let's discuss. So for those of you uh, listeners who are in the North American regions, uh, we got an email this week uh, and also a link to a website where you could go and find out some really cool uh, Switch statistics for 2019. Uh, what you'll find in that website is that uh, your total playtime has been tracked, what your top five games of the year are, uh, what three days you played games on Switch the most, how many my Nintendo gold points you had, even when you started your journey with Nintendo Switch. And so um, we've got a few of these from us uh, pulled up here. Uh, Tim, do you have yours? Maybe. Sorry, I was on mute there. Yes, I do. I do have mine no, up here. You're good. Jesse, you've got yours, right? Yep. All right. So uh, let's talk about these. Uh, you can save these images here. I'm For those of you who are watching along uh, on YouTube, I'm you know showing it on my phone there. Am I? <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's talk about our most played games. Um, my most played games were uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, Pokemon Shield, and Tetris 99, which is interesting. Uh, actually, I was pointing out to the guys earlier, interesting fact, that when I ran this on mobile, that's what I got. But when I did it on the desktop site, my most played games changed. Tetris 99 left and Mario Maker 2 got added in. So there, you, you might find a little bit of discrepancy there. Uh, but Jesse, what about you, your top played games? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking at the desktop version, so it's showing me top five. But uh, it's showing uh, Picks of Picks Pieces, Dragon Quest Builders 2, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, because I basically played the game twice, and then uh, <laughs> Picross Lord of the Nazarek and Picross S3. So you can see what I've been playing most. I love how mine and yours are like cross, almost completely different. Pick cross, pick a picks, pick cross, and some Pokemon. <laughs> what about you, Tim? So I have um, my top five as well because I got the website up. Um, Fire Emblem, Three Houses, Fortnite, Luigi's Mansion, Three, Asphalt Nine, and Silence. 
was one of the games I reviewed. Oh, wow. So. Yeah, okay. Well, now you've made me want to go to the website and find out my top five so I can be cool <laughs> like everybody else. Uh, and it's loading up as we speak. But uh, Mario Maker 2, again, was was one of mine there. Uh, and I think I want to say the other one was like, it was probably Enter the Gungeon. Because <laughs> there's never a year. Yes. That, oh, boy, that, like, here it is. Here we go. Um, Mario Maker 2. Oh, no. Uh, Smash Ultimate, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, Tetris 99, and Astral Chain. Nice. It actually was not even on my original list there. Pokemon Shield was, so that must be number six. Yeah. I, I, I... I poked on Discord my uh, my son saying I wanted to see his stats. He must not have seen it. So I'm going to have to ask him this weekend to pull it up. It'll be interesting to see what that looks like. Because he probably put 500 hours into Smash by itself. Wow. <laughs> uh, so how many hours have and you another, played? Another 500 into Fortnite. Uh, how many hours have you played Nintendo Switch games in 2019, Tim? Uh, well, I, I can't. And how many games have you played? I have to preface this because I know there's a lot of people in our community who have thousands of hours or uh, over a thousand hours of time right. on playing hours. And I just, I want to know how they find the time to do it. So, um, and, and still work and, you know, do other things because <laughs> I only have 160 hours listed on mine. Wow. Okay. So, um, wow. But uh, it's, that is that's kind of low. Is lower than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's it's surprising when you look at it. But I that's what I'm when I look at it. I play when I go to bed. I'll play for a couple hours there, or I'll play on the weekend when I can, you know, play a good chunk. And sometimes it doesn't work out on the weekend. Sometimes I'm I pass out when I go to bed. So it just doesn't sure. work out for a lot of times. Uh, but I think this past couple months, I've played a lot more than I did the rest of the year. Probably made up a lot of that time there. So so how many games did you play this year? 59 games. 59 games? Yes. Okay. Probably because a lot of them I had to test out or review, too. So, <laughs> How many hours of Nintendo Switch games you play in 2019? I have 867 hours over across 73 games. And Ibisol okay. asked if your kids play on separate profiles or your profile. Mine do. On separate? Separate profiles. Yeah, my kids yeah, have separate systems, so no one... Yeah, so mine. Yeah, these hours are all mine. Yeah. Yep. So Same for me, it was uh, 510 hours uh, played across 129 games. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we get a lot of review copies. <laughs> uh so yeah a lot of those are like indies and things like that um my uh, i love this next part here the the you spent the most time playing into the switch games on these days yeah and it shows you the top three uh for me then it also shows an hourly breakdown per month uh my top nintendo switch day was november 7th which was ironically uh, my swipe at extra life. So not much surprise there. Actually, oh, I, yeah, I didn't even think of that, but yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Uh, the other two were September 19th, which would have been, uh, at the launch of Zelda and September 27th, which would have been right after the launch of Zelda. 
So you, you probably know what I was playing during that time. Our, um, the fun part is, is my lowest month, uh, for time spent playing Nintendo switch games was June. I only p- played for 25 hours. Uh, the highest one was September. I played for 59 hours. So wow. almost doubling my time. Well, actually doubling my June time. So, uh, Jesse, what about you? What's your most, uh, played day? My, it's July, uh, July 22nd with my, my, my third place is July 21st. So I'm actually bringing up old show notes to find out what I was playing. I have a feeling that would have been Dragon Quest Builders 2. And then, uh, my, the number two date was August 6th. That's the one I'm kind of curious about. And my highest month is July, which again, Dragon Quest Builders 2. And the lowest month was September with only 28. My, my July hours were 144, and September was 28 hours. Wow. Okay. Tim, what about you? Most yeah. times playing Nintendo Switch on? I have uh, January 18th, which I'm using my app, the parental app, because I like using it to look up these type of things. So trying to figure out what did I play on January 18th, but it's uh, not showing me exactly the date, but during that month we had Travis Strikes Again that came out at that time. Um, and at sundown, it looks like was another game that I had to review. So that would make sense somewhere in there. One of those two games probably had me playing the most on January 18th. And then the next date was October 5th, which during that month, uh, Ghostbusters. So that makes sense in Darksiders two, and then Asphalt. So those Ghostbusters, I had eight days and Darksiders two, I had played seven days worth, I guess, or on seven days. So that makes sense. And then November 1st, I have uh, Luigi's Mansion, but that came. Yeah, that would make sense because I would have been playing that right after uh, Luigi's Mansion probably launched. Uh, My lowest date, lowest uh, month, I guess I can't count December since we can't we didn't necessarily finish December. Yeah, I didn't count December either. So the next one I have September and May with four hours. And then my highest hour months were October, August, and August with 26 and 25. Okay. I think this, uh, we'll skip over this, uh, how many gold points we've earned and all that, blah, blah, blah. Before we move on, that August 6th was the week I played Picross, Lord of the Nazareth, and PictoQuest. Ah, yes. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, so you were knee-deep in all of those. I, I get it now. Um, I think these things are super fun and helpful, um, just to see, you know, especially for us, like to see our gaming habits and think back, you know, on games that we've played all year and things like that. But I, I found the, like the hours spent just fascinating, um, as well as, you know, the days that we actually, that I actually gamed the most on the switch, which is super cool. Uh, by the way, I'm glad they threw all of that in there. Um, what was your first game? That was hmm? at the very top of the list. You said what the first game you ever played on your system. Oh, uh, Zelda. Nice. Actually, mine was Fast RMX. Oh, wow. (laughs) 
I thought mine was going to be Zelda too, but living on the wild side over there. Uh, just a really cool thing. And hopefully uh, this will spread out into other countries uh, as well. And other regions um, just a, definitely because I mean, it's super cool. It just may be, you know, they rolled it out, out here and they're rolling out later uh, in other places. Uh, but a nice little recap, fun little walk through the year. Um, from Nintendo to all of us here in North America and the, that region, yeah. And I love the I love the way they did the presentation as well. Yeah, it was pretty cool on the on the site uh, and everything there. Guys, let's jump very quickly into what we've been playing, shall we? Like we mentioned last week, we have been uh, reading your survey responses, and uh, one of the areas that uh, you guys kind of brought up that maybe we needed to trim a little bit of the fat was right here at what we've been playing. And so we're just going to kind of go through and very quickly hit one or two games each week that we have been playing, not try to give you a review on them, just tell you why, and a couple of bullet points and things uh, as to why we think you would enjoy this or why we enjoy it. So, Tim, we'll start with you. What have you been playing? So I think mine will be quick because of the holidays. I haven't been able to do much time of uh, playing when I have. Like I said, when it's going to bed, I've been playing Luigi's Mansion 3. And usually on the weekends is when I spend the most time playing uh, Jedi Fallen Order on my PS4. So this past weekend, I didn't get to play that. But I did play more Luigi's Mansion. I got to level seven finally, I think. Yeah, I just opened up uh, floor seven um, and getting ready to play that one. So that's that's what I've been playing. Very simple. Because I talked about it before. Fallen Order, by the way. Most definitely, I am. I have the opportunity to get it from for twenty five dollars from a local Redbox. Yes, as they're clearing those games out, and I've I've. Passed over, passed over, passed over it, passed over it. I'm going to go pick it up I'm tomorrow. surprised there's still games left in it, because they're all gone on mine. Oh, uh, no, we got games down here. Welcome <laughs> to the South, boy. We ain't got no internet, but we got we got games you can buy from Redbox. <laughs> nice. You got the hookup. Death Stranding is also $25, and I will not be paying for it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to play that game. I know yeah, what have you pick it up for me, and then I'll, uh, I'll pay for shipping. <laughs> I could do that if you want to do that. I'll see if I can still find one around here. Um, Jesse, what have you been playing? All right, so I, I continued playing the Talos Principle. I talked a little bit about it last week. Um, I, you know, I found out that you know the different color pieces represent the level difficulty in addition to what they open, like uh, the, the yellows. Are I think the green's the easiest, and they open other areas. Yellow, then yellow opens up additional items. Like you can't use the teleporter. Not not real. Nah, it's not a teleporter. What they call it? It's like a it's like a rewind feature. You actually make a copy of yourself. You can't use that until you've unlocked it. And so if certain certain areas requires that puzzle or that object to solve. And then there's red ones are the hardest ones. And every red one, there's a place where you, you you can ask for help, but you always get the response of you can't help. People can't get help until you have unlocked, until you found someone's location. 
so I thought that they were just and that they unlock additional floors in this elevator. I thought that there was um, this was requ- I, I couldn't figure out any way to solve any of these puzzles. So I thought maybe this is a requirement. I found out that now these are still solvable somehow. I, and you're limited to three uses of that hint system in the game. So I'm like, okay, I'm glad I didn't burn any yet. So at this point, I'm thinking of, if I, I'm, I'm already stuck to it. I need to use a walkthrough if I, a war I stopped playing. So it kind of brought me down a little bit. I was liking it up to the point where I got stuck. <laughs> right. Okay. Then, um, then I, I, I went back to my battle backlog, picked up Dragon Quest Builders. Yeah, I've had that since launch, uh, almost two years ago. It was like February 18. Um, that was, that was the date of my original save file. I, I didn't go through the character creation again. I just re- kept what I had, but restarted chapter one. Because I played the demo and got to the point where you, you set the teleporter down, but you can't go through it in the demo. I thought that ended chapter one and teleporter brings you to chapter two. But, uh, no, you, it just brings you to a different island in, in the chapter one world. And you eventually get up to three teleporters to warp around to get access to different things. So yeah, that, that first chapter took, I'd say probably 15 to 20 hours. Yeah, very similar to the length and what they were in Builders 2. Where, yeah, I, mean, I, I said it in two and I'll say it again. You know, if, if at the end of chapter one, if that was the game, I would have been satisfied. Uh, hmm. felt like I got good content out, uh, out of it, but that was just, Chapter one of I think four. Then when I wow. so I'm when I when I finished chapter one, it opened up the the sandbox island, which I have no I don't care about. Uh, but then, so I'm in the middle of chapter two now. I have one teleporter, I'm trying to I don't trying to find items to solve certain puzzles, but I haven't found the items yet. So I'll be working more on that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, thank you for that. Um, no, hopefully after ahead. that, I'll work on. I'll get Dragon Quest Eleven to start. Well, I haven't yeah. really got. I haven't done that yet. And that surprises me actually that you haven't dove just dove in head first to Dragon yeah, Quest Eleven. But that was the plan. But then I had like three release game, three three review games in a row. So that yeah, that's me. true. <laughs> that's true. Well, uh, let let me talk just a minute about what I've been playing. Just one game. Uh, has kind of caught my attention this week, and that is uh, actually to you. I back that up. Um, Shovel Knight King of Cards. I talked a lot about this uh, last week about kind of my feelings on it, mixed feelings. I managed to finish the campaign uh, on that this week. Super duper satisfying as a platformer. Still cannot stand the card game. Uh, but the good thing is, is that after. Uh, John Blanco reminded me of the cheats that you can buy. I never lost another Justice game after that. So <laughs> nice. Uh, it was not necessary to the story, which was wonderful. Uh, but the only gripe I could say I have about King of Cards is that the the end game story felt a little lackluster uh, for this to be like the finale for Shovel Knight. Right? It felt a little felt a little hollow. So. Uh, that's all. My understanding that's a different the card... game. What was that? Mm-hmm. 
that's a different game. It felt a little yeah. hollow, hollow night, you know. Yeah. Right. Sorry, but, it was what a saying there, Jesse? <laughs> well, what I'm what I'm understanding about the card games is, while it's optional, it completing the card game missions does increase your max stats, making the rest of the game yeah. easier. So yeah. it's it, optional in air quotes. It, it, yeah, you're, you're exactly <laughs> right. Um, also, another game I've been playing that I am super excited about is New Super Lucky's Tale uh, on the Switch. Uh, a lot of the locations in this game uh, have, <coughs> excuse me, they've had things added to them. They've had uh, new paths, uh, new ways of completing the level, all kinds of stuff from the Xbox version. And the team uh, over at Playful Games just knocked this out of the park. I love uh, New Super Lucky's Tale, and I cannot put it down. The humor is awesome. Uh, if you're a fan of rare collectathon type 3D platforming games, and you're not playing this game, shame, shame, shame on you. You uh, owe it to yourself to play some New Super Lucky's Tale. It is just awesome. So that's what we have been playing. Uh, guys, anything else here before we close out episode 259? Not a moment too soon because it has been a super long day. I've, I came straight here from seeing Star Wars and I'm literally falling asleep as we record. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this weekend, I'm probably going to record a little mini show of just talking about the Pokemon Go events that we passed over two weeks in a row. And it's as a. Last week, the uh, Antic announced like a whole month's worth of events. So some stuff I do want to talk about, but uh, also I'll I'll get that out either YouTube video okay. or put it on the audio feed at some point. Yeah. So if you're into Pokemon Go, be looking for that from Jesse. He is the man on uh, Pokemon Go events and knowledge, and so be checking that out. Tim, you got anything else? Yes, I was. I'm putting together the next episode of the dinner table. Uh, I think because I will be off during the Christmas holiday break, I'm going to do one that Friday after Christmas. And one of the questions I'll probably be asking anybody who wants to participate in that is, what did you get for Christmas? So any Patreons listening to this, if you'd like to join that episode, just uh, send me a message. I'll awesome. see if Matthew wants to join because yeah, technically okay. he's a patron, so he qualifies. Uh, yes, right. Because those people in the chat said that he that they enjoyed having Matthew on last week's. So yeah. we'll get him on more. more and, welcome, and we will. So you don't have to dig for it. We'll shoot out a message over on patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads so that you can uh, find out how to be in the know about the dinner table and come pull up a seat. And chat and discuss with us all the good stuff over there. And Tim uh, is doing a super job with that. Super cool what you're doing with the dinner table. Well, guys, that has been episode 259 of Nintendo Dads. And as we close out the show tonight, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers. That's Chris Mears, Dave Arnsberger, and Sean Abbott. Thanks so much for backing us at that level. And thanks to all of our Patreon uh, supporters for backing us, whether it's a dollar a month or anything higher, you are helping make all this content happen, uh, helping our team expand. And we hope you enjoy being a part of the discord and all the other rewards you get, uh, as a result from backing us. Uh, we, the biggest reward is our friendship and our gratitude. And we're super thankful for you. Uh, you can check us out over at nintendodads.org for all of our social media, all of our, uh, YouTube tweets, 
uh, podcast episodes, merch page, all of that. That's NintendoDads.org. Uh, you can also find us on the social medias at all of the typical ones, Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube. Just type in Nintendo Dads. Boom. There we are. Also, you can email us at NintendoDads at gmail.com or podcast at NintendoDads.org. You can leave us an email that way or call in and leave us a voicemail at 929-25-NDADS. That's 929-256-3237. If you do that, we'll play it right here on the show and answer your questions. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show and Adam Leonard and Carter Johnson for the sweet artwork they provide for us. Be sure to download and subscribe on your favorite podcast app of choice, CastBox, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, and be sure to leave us an awesome review over there to help more people find the show. For me, for Tim, Gary, and Jesse, this has been episode 259. Hope you have a merry and happy holiday. Nintendo Dads. This could be best Nintendo Dads ever.